Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Dungeon here in beautiful Louisville, (laughs) Texas, it is Texas Football Today a show that I swear didn't get more menacing. It's just the lighting. Look yeah, at this. It's like, right. My name's Craig Tuffer. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, she is the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. Howdy. Happy Tuesday, Pickle. Tuesdays. Happy worst day of the week. It's not the worst day of the week. We've been over this. You're you're you are wrong. No. I'm not. Today's Tuesday, the worst day of the week. September one, twenty twenty. Eighty six days till Thanksgiving, episode one thousand twenty. 1,020, the number of innings pitched for Matt Moore. That's 102.0 in wow. his illustrious Texas Rangers career in 2018. <laughs> On today's show, guys, we are going to take care of a little bit of business and also hear from the head coach of the Lexington Eagles, Coach Kirk Mull. They came off of a big win over West on Friday night, and Matt Stepp was there. We'll hear from Coach Mull in his post-game interview coming up here in a moment. In the back half of the program, it is Tuesday. And as a result, the only good thing about Tuesday is that we talk with Craig Way. The Texas High School Ball Hall of Famer joins us every Tuesday here on Texas Football Today. We will talk high school football and all that implies here in Texas. Monday uh, is so much worse. And Tuesday? Yeah. There's no way. You're wrong. Or Sunday night. Sunday night is like the that, pinnacle but that's not a of whole like We're grossness. talking about the whole day. Yeah, the whole that's day like would saying, be Monday. That's like saying, like, for example, Thursday night is great. Thursday morning sucks. Yeah. So you have to take the whole balance of the day. And Monday would be because Monday morning sucks. Monday during the day sucks. Disagree. Hard disagree. Tuesday's worse. Tuesday's worse. How? Monday is also like our busiest day by like Yeah, I like being busy. Yeah, I do too. I'm not denying that kind of sounds like you don't like working no is that I what do. i'm hearing pickle <sighs> you got business to take care of i know do it first fourth through the door oh yes we do sorry <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was aaron flynn rob attaway alan shepherd and goof ah, welcome in fellas goof i think it's because i told him that you brought in said envelope and was like 
Depper just yeah, said I have to the, open something on air. On the pre-show, my mother-in-law. <laughs> and I was concerned. My mother-in-law made us football masks. Yeah. Look at them. They're awesome. Look at them. I love it. But I was concerned. I was like, Depper walks in with a package and said I had to open please, it on air. And I was like. watch on the air so that you have I... video evidence if he does something terrible to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's take care of this. Derry Max and Dave Campbell's Texas Football are proud to team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each week, the Texas football staff nominates four deserving assistant coaches across the state for the Derry Max, built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week. And let fans decide on the winner via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Derry Max, built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year, decided at season's end. Your week one, Derry Max, built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week nominees. Melissa defensive coordinator Nate Hemsley facing one of 4A's most explosive offense, uh, powerful attacks in Salina. The Cardinals executed the game plan to perfection, holding the Bobcats largely in check in a 32-20 victory. Comanche defensive coordinator Scott Freeman. The Indians forced a pair of turnovers and came up with a pair of gutty goal line stands to stun state-ranked Mason at the vaunted Puncherdome 14 to nothing. Tyler Chapel Hill offensive coordinator Johnny Irvin. There were no week one jitters from the Bulldogs offense as they rang up 469 total yards, including 316 yards and five touchdowns from quarterback Cameron Ford in a 65-33 win over Splendora. And finally, Taft offensive coordinator Joaquin Escobar. The Greyhounds exploded for more than 400 yards, led by Jeremiah Sanchez's 128 yards and two touchdowns on the ground to topple Woodsboro 54 to nothing. So those are your week one Dairy Max built by Chocolate Milk assistant coach of the week nominees, Melissa defensive coordinator Nate Hemsley, uh, Comanche defensive coordinator Scott Freeman, Tyler Chapel Hill offensive coordinator Johnny Irvin, and Taft offensive coordinator Joaquin Escobar. You can vote on Twitter at DCTF. We're going to tweet it. Voting ends right before the show on Friday. We will announce the winner of the Dairy Max built by Chocolate Milk assistant coach of the week here on Texas Football Today on Friday afternoon. Dave Campbell's Texas football is proud to honor one team from each public from each classification rather with the private or with the golly take two and action. I see because the problem is (laughs) I've got the read from last year and we've changed a couple of things. Yeah. From each. There we go. This is this is wonderful. In three, two. Dave Campbell's Texas football is proud to honor one team from each classification with the Team of the Week Award. The schools selected throughout the course of this program have best exemplified the best in Texas high school football. Steph just sent me a super annoying DM. <laughs> Your Week 1 Dave Campbell's Texas football teams of the week in 4A. Big Spring. The Steers won their season opener for the first time since 2014, writing a huge game from quarterback Gabriel Baeza to take home a 36-14 victory over Vernon. In 3A, Queen City. Sparked by a sensational defensive effort, the Bulldogs snapped a 26-game losing streak with a 14-0 victory over Lyndon Kildare, their first win since September 22, 2017. In 2A, Farwell. The Steers drove for a touchdown on their opening possession, and that proved to be enough as they held a powerful Rawls attack to just 144 total yards to bring home a 7-0 road victory, making Coach Darren Kelly a winner in his debut at the helm. In 1A, Klondike. Talk about your season opening statement. The Cougars blitzed state finalist McLean with 36 points in the first quarter and never looked back, upsetting the Tigers 52-6 and a game stopped at halftime via mercy rule. And in the private school ranks... 
San Antonio Cornerstone facing state-ranked Corpus Christi uh, Corpus Christi Callan on the road. The Warriors rode a huge game from quarterback Lucas Coley to a 24-20 victory. So those are your Week 1 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Teams of the Week. In 4A Big Spring, in 3A Queen City, in 2A Farwell, in 1A Klondike, and in the private school ranks, San Antonio Cornerstone. Congratulations to all the schools. We salute you. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. Big week of Texas High School football in week one. Uh, one of the games that we had our eye on uh, was Lexington and West. Big matchup there. We have high hopes for both those squads. Lexington comes away with a come-from-behind victory. Matt Stepp caught up with Lexington coach Kirk Mull afterwards. Here's Matt Stepp's conversation with Kirk Mull of Lexington here on Texas Football Today. Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas Football here at Eagle Stadium in Lexington here with the head coach of the Lexington Eagles, Coach Kirk Mull, after a 25-14 win over West uh, to go 1-0 on the year. Coach, congratulations on the win. Yeah, this, this year is a little bit different. There's a lot going on out there just with, with the pandemic and, and coronavirus and, and trying to uh, additional safety precautions. Uh, overall, since you guys got started, how do you feel like your kids and your coaching staff have adapted to the uh, kind of new normal that we have right now? I think we've adapted pretty well. It, it, right now, we got to work on some things. I know just keeping our mask on when we're on the sidelines and uh, whenever we're getting into the groups and in and out of the groups. Uh, I think the kids have done a pretty good job at practice and in the locker room, getting in and out of the locker room and not being in, not taking a lot of time in there. Um, you know, everything from going in certain doors and coming out certain doors and disinfecting everything from the even the, the sticks on the field. So, you know, right there's a lot of prep that's going into it uh, with the administration and the people around. So it's, it's good right now. I guess after a win like this on Friday night, all that prep is worth it, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's, it's way worth it. We have uh, When you can get a win in your first ball game, go 1-0, it, it's a really good feeling. You guys didn't start out well. You know, you were down 14 nothing after three quarters. The offense uh, moved the ball pretty well between the 30s, and it seemed like you guys would get down into, into West Territory, and uh, things would kind of fall, fall apart a little bit early on. Uh, in the fourth quarter, you guys got it rolling out, scored West 25 to nothing. Was there anything in particular, you guys, any adjustments you made, or was it just a matter of executing the uh, game plan a little bit better in the fourth quarter? I think everybody got tired, and I think we finally, you know, got into breaking some tackles that we needed to break. Uh, we made some adjustments at halftime, but we would have two good plays, one bad, and, and the consistency wasn't there. And I think there in the fourth quarter, people got tired, we got more consistent, and we were able to punch the ball in. But now the defense kept you guys in it. I mean, obviously, uh, West, I mean, they struggle to get a first down a lot of the time. That's a, that's a big offensive line they have over there, and, and they're a bigger school than you guys. Uh, your defense, though, even though they're a little undersized compared to West, they, they really did a great job keeping you guys in the ball game and giving, giving the offense the ball back. Um, talk about your defense a little bit and uh, how well they played tonight. I'm extremely proud of our defense. They, I thought they played extremely well. We, we missed two tackles, and you can't miss tackles in the open field, and we gave up a couple of plays. But uh, besides two or three plays, we didn't give up much the entire night. And I thought, you know, the defensive front and linebackers, they thought they filled well. And I thought, they, you know, overall our, our coverage was great. So, I mean, we did – I couldn't, couldn't be more proud of the defense. Obviously, week one, there's always some sloppiness. Uh, it's, just, it's just part of the nature of things. Uh, do you feel like uh, you obviously got to watch film t tonight and tomorrow and kind of get a better gauge of it, but you only had one scrimmage instead of the usual two. Do you felt like, uh, just from your first impressions, was there a little bit more sloppiness in week one than, uh, than usual? I think it had a lot to do with it. I think it had a lot to do with the conditioning on both sides. 
uh, you know, there's a lot of cramping going on because you're you, you miss that that scrimmage, and because of that, you know, like like you said, you're, you're sloppy with your plays, and you're not you're not tuned yet. So hopefully, you know, game time like we guess this will prep us for next week, and we'll just get better. A question for you, Coach. Uh, after a win, is there any uh, any traditional post-game meal you like to eat after a win, or anything you like to do personally to kind of celebrate a win? go home and sit with my kids. I got four beautiful kids and I love to spend time with them and my family. Congratulations on the win. We appreciate what you do for student athletes in the state of Texas and uh, good luck the rest of the season. There is Kirk Mole, head coach of the 1-0 Lexington Eagles. Big win over West. They get Thrall this week. They're at Thrall. You don't just walk into Thrall. <laughs> anyway, we appreciate <laughs> Coach Kirk Mole catching up with Matt Stepp after his big win over those West Trojans. We are at Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, and of course see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider, TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Um, if you want to join... The literally dozens of people who enjoy being Dave Campbell's Textable Insider. You can do that at textable.com slash subscribe. Uh, up today, a lot of stuff for insiders today. We've got our computer rankings. We've got my Inside the Numbers piece. That's both for insiders. We also have a new episode of Tep and Step, our premium high school football podcast for insiders only. Step and I went for an hour and 15 minutes talking about week two. We, thought, we, we, just, we went on and on and on. We could not shut up. So, texasfootball.com. about right. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider if you want that nonsense in your life. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. It's Tuesday, and what would Tuesday be if we didn't talk? Tuesdays. With the, you've got to stop that. <laughs> with the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer, we are joined by uh, the number one proponent of the roadways between Austin and Dallas. We are joined by Craig Way. Craig, how was your traffic experience this weekend? Uh, you asked that because you know automatically that's why. You know how it was. You know that it was uh, when you're going through Waco, it's a difficult time <laughs> these days. Hey, I was just on the phone with Pickle talking about uh, cruising down Highway 14 to Maya hey. since you got to uh, roll down to Limestone County last Friday. It was not bad. I told him that uh, those those little one-lane roads make me feel right right at home. Now right back home. You'll love to see it. Craig... Week one is now officially behind us, and I I think that all of us went into week one with some sort of sense of tiptoeing in, not really knowing what to expect. Um, it I mean, we played football. It all happened. We're, we're glad of it. Do you think that we're going to feel that way at like every single week, like that kind of sense of kind of looming trepidation, or do you think that eventually we're going to settle in and just be like, eh, you know what, it's football season? You know what, I think I think we're going to feel that way until we can get 5A and 6A football going. Mm -hmm. And it has, and, it, and, and this has nothing to do with 4A through A, because you know how I feel about that and, and love the lower classifications and all of that sort of stuff. But what I mean by that is I would feel, let's say, if somebody, let's just say 5A and 6A started last week, but 4A through 1A had not, and you asked me the same question, I would have said, I think we're going to feel that way until we get 4A through 1A play. In other words, until everybody is on board. 
until the entire communities are all playing. And we're not going to see some of that, as we know. Some some uh, ISDs are opting out. Others may yet. And, and we, you know, we worry about those clearly and worry about safety and all those things. And I think that's part of the reason why we're still going to have that bit of trepidation about things. Uh, and, and maybe when we see 5A and 6A football going, it'll, it'll lessen it a little. But I think we're probably still going to see it for a while. All that said, it was great to see. Now, I don't know about you, and I, and I think I do know you well enough. And, and, and Ashley got a chance to, to see uh, firsthand on, on display last Friday how fans are behaving in the, in the new world and how it's set up the way it is. Uh, but, you know, I, I was also looking at everything, uh, you know, cautiously going, you know, are they distanced? And we know some did not. And, and we know that, and that, that, that there's been more of an initiative or more emphasis this week coming from, uh, from on high to say, hey, you guys got to do a better job of, of making sure your fans are not packed in, you know, uh, from, you know, ear to ear. It's got to be, it's got to, you got to have some, more distancing and things like that. So there were things we learned, I think, from week one about adjustments that need to be made. That said, the football on the field did look like the football on the field, and that was exciting to see. I'm going to give you three number one teams in our Dave Campbell's Texas football rankings, and I'm going to ask you which of those impressed you the most in week one. You can either okay. go... You can either go with the Waco La Vega Pirates who went to Port Lavac Calhoun and came away with a, with a I believe a 20 to 7 victory. You can go with the uh you can go with the Brock Eagles who took down Bushland in rather emphatic fashion or you can go with the Shiner Comanches who took down Hallettsville. Which of those three teams uh, all of them, I think, were impressive in their own ways. Which of those do you look at and say that was the one that really stood out to me? Yeah, I agree with you. They all they all were very impressive in their own ways. Uh, I think you know, obviously, Bushland is still uh, kind of putting back some of the pieces from their outstanding year season a year ago. Uh, and, and as we say, using the other example, a wall on Eastland, it was to take nothing away from Wall's impressive thing, even though Eastland was playing shorthanded. But I think for me. The answer is La Vega, mm-hmm. and it's not only because they were impressive and beat a, a good uh, program in Calhoun that was dropping down the 4A, but they did it on a very quick turnaround. We know the story that were supposed to play West Orange Stark didn't happen because of the hurricane precautions, and then for Don High to get that game scheduled to bust everybody up, get them loaded up, to go down the fast drop on a neutral site and go in and then dominate the game. Mm-hmm. That's now the, the other way of looking at it. Looking at it is saying Calhoun had to adjust quickly to playing the number one team in the state, and, and so you balance out all those things. All that said, I, I think La Vega probably impressed me the most of those three number ones. But as you pointed out, they were all impressive by how they went about the business. Um, now, kind of uh, matriculating forward to to week uh, number two, we we're we've got another full slate of games coming up here at the four A and below level. Um, I I think that there are a couple of games that are easy to stand out as being the the big games, but I think both of them fall for me. The two biggest games fall in the four A category, both pitting four A Division One teams against four A Division Two teams. 
I'll give you your pick. You can either head out to, to Texarkana and watch Argyle and Pleasant Grove, or you can go in at the aforementioned Waco area and watch Waco Connolly take on Waco La Vega. Which one of those, uh, if I can give you a time machine, if I can give you a, I don't, I'm not going to make you drive out to Texarkana. That's, that's the haul. Uh, let's, let's say that, let's say, you know, you can just uh, snap your fingers and be at either of those games. Which one are you choosing? I will race you to the border and run to Texarkana <laughs> if, if I could, if I had to, if I had to do it, you know, that, that one's really intriguing to me. Uh, now, obviously, l- l- let me say this, uh, Conley proved to be very uh, impressive in what they did to Sunnydale last week. And uh, that's a bit of a rivalry there. I believe I was told by our good friend, Tom Barfield in the Waco area that from Conley high school to the Vega high school, as the crow flies, I think it's four miles, I think, something like that. So uh, the, the kids know each other very, very well. Uh, it's a bit of a rivalry, they, they, and it's a lot of fun and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but you brought up a really good point when you were on my program when we were discussing Argyle and Pleasant Grove. Um, you know, we know the pedigree of what Josh Gibson is in the PG. We, we, we know how good they are, and we know uh, the championship medal that they're comprised of year in, year out. And they certainly didn't do anything to change that with their demolition of Nashville, Arkansas last week. Okay. Then you get to Argyle, who always is good and always is strong and always plays a tough non-district schedule. But as you pointed out, the tough non-district schedule rarely ventures out that far. Now, they've gone out west a little bit, but to go that far east, this is a different kind of test, not only against an outstanding team, but to do it going up to northeast Texas and playing up there in the woods. That's, that is, is what intrigues me about as much as the, the matchup between the two teams. And that's why I'd love to see that one episode. Talking with Craig Wave, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Um, you and I both subscribe to the idea of one week is only one week. It is, it is one data point. Well, let's not overreact uh, one way or another. So I'm going to tell you to throw that out the window and overreact. And tell me, is there... Is there one team that you're suddenly a little worried about? Is there a team who, uh, out of the gates, did not look the way that you were thinking they would, and as a result, has you a little bit squeamish, or at least interested, uh, much more interested in what you will see in week two? Um, this this is going to surprise you a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, and, and and I probably shouldn't be that concerned about because we know the caliber of the head coach. I'm a little more puzzled about Cal Allen. Mm. And, and and we know what they played in terms of a school that had the talent there, but I would have expected more offensively from them, I think. And and maybe and maybe that it, it's attention, put it that way. I don't know if worry or concern, like you said, it's one way. And and let me also say this. You know, this year, like we said, and and you said it on, on football Friday last week. Not going to be normal, uh, you know. We can uh, we we can hope for the best on things, but we're still going to see not normal things all year long. We're going to see not normal things. So if you put that in there to begin with, and factor that in to understand, we're going to see some results like not only what happened to Cal Allen, but see some other teams not play well, throttled in certain games, 
Uh, uh, you know, even even I'll, I'll give you one who was a winner that kind of has me a little puzzled. Mm-hmm. Wimberley mm. really struggled against Canyon Lake last week, and it took a late touchdown and a stop to be able to win it. Um, and this was a team that's you know a, a top ten preseason team, and that was on the winning side. So we're going to see things like that. And again, it was only one week, and it was only the first week. And not only was it just the first week, it was the first week coming off of all the crazy things that have happened. So that's why I'm with you. Um, I, I don't think we need an overreaction Monday, or in this case, a reaction Tuesday and talking about it. But those were the things that kind of made you go, hmm, when you notice some of those results. Finally, Craig, um, the most important question I have for you this week is um, – is that there are two extremely, I would say, important football games going on this week. And that is, one of them uh, is that Poth is visiting Fall City in the Polish Bowl. And also, let me make sure I know where this one's going. This is uh, Munster is visiting Lindsay in the Kraut Bowl. And so my question to you is... I'm gonna I'm gonna make you I'm gonna make you make at least one group of Eastern Europeans mad at you. <laughs> which which ones which one is the superior bowl? Kraut or Polish? <laughs> I don't know that one is superior to the other. I, I know one that's close to my heart is the Kraut Bowl because I've actually done play by play of that game or two before between Lindsay and Munster. So uh, I, I know what that, that rivalry means. Uh, I know what that means up in Cook County, but I also know uh, how important it is in Poth and Falls City as well. And those are two good programs, and and we know how how good Falls City is supposed to be this year. So, uh, you know, I know from my past what that means, but I'm also quite <laughs> well aware what that means in that Polish Bowl as well. I love those love those kinds of games. That's that's exactly right. Is, is is sometimes you have a game that you have a rivalry that makes itself not just because of two towns that are close to one another, but also two towns that uh, share a particular heritage like that. Uh, you know that. Well, that's that's. I think that's one thing yeah, that people and, may not know. Or or in the case of some, here's here's one rivalry that's been lost for the years because of. Uh, the disappearance of the high school, ultimately. Uh, they, they remember when uh, Clark and Churchill used to play in San Antonio, the Gucci Bowl? Yes. <laughs> you, you had that. So, uh, so that was that was fun as well. So, you know, there there are all sorts of, of games like that over the years, as we know. I mean, and you and I got to see the the uh, Red River rivalry uh, uh, battle, and I'm not talking Texas Oklahoma. I'm talking about Sherman Denison. Ah, yes. uh, the, the, the battle for the Axe last year, and so you know, rivalry games mean an awful lot. There's no doubt about it. He's Craig Way. He's a Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. Uh, make sure you see his fine work uh, on uh, High School Scoreboard Live Friday nights on Fox Sports Southwest, as well as listen to him on the horn in Austin every day on Light the Tower. Uh, Craig, appreciate your time, my friend. I will see you Friday night. Looking forward to it. And the best news of the day, perhaps, when Golden Chick announced they're going to sell the Fletcher's Corny Dogs through the end of October. <laughs> so everybody is all fired up about that. And, and if you're a Texas or Oklahoma fan, that's for sure. To yeah. say nothing of the State Fair of Texas fan. Yeah, trust me. I will, I'm will. i heading there right after this. Thanks, Craig. <laughs> you bet, guys. There he goes. Craig White, the Texas High School Ball Hall of Famer, joins us every Tuesday here on Texas Football Today. Um, and, yeah, make sure you listen to Light the Tower. Him. Uh, and 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 they are uh, holding it down. I think it's I think it's ten to noon. Yes, I think it's ten to noon. I know I'm on at like eleven ten on Mondays, so that's fine. Uh, that's you know I, I know that they're on during the eleven o'clock hour. I can promise you mm-hmm. that. But anyway, we appreciate Craig Way hopping on with us as he does every Tuesday on Texas Football Today. And now 
we go live to our chief Final Thoughts correspondent, Ashley Pickle, for America's second favorite segment. Just three days before the debut of America's first favorite segment. No, Final Thoughts. God, no, no, no. Actually, you're wrong. No, no, you're, you, you know what? You're right. You're right. I am wrong. I know. It's two days away. I know. Anyway, um... One, the moment he said Fletcher's corny dog, like my stomach. Yeah, like did you hear about that? Audib- oh, yeah. Okay. My stomach audibly growled. Like, I would not be surprised if you could hear it slightly on For, the if you If you missed it, if you missed it, um, Fletcher's corny dogs are going to be sold at Golden Chick. I think starting like next week yeah. through October. So, for the next two months. Uh, Fletcher's corny dogs are the famous corn dogs at the from the state fair, and the state fair is not happening this year because of the pandemic. So you can get those at Golden Chick. I will be honest. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever eaten at Golden Chick, but I think I'm about to change that. I have. There was one in Marble Falls that that was like one of the only chicken places around, so we would go to that. But the other thing is too. Uh, I guess shout out to Goof on this one. The concessions people at UNT they partnered with Fletcher's last year, so they serve. Fletcher's corny dogs at all of the UNT home games. Are you serious? Every single week. How it is Do you know what? Awesome. This is the problem. Here's the problem. Hmm. The problem is whenever I've gone to a North Texas game, I've sat in the press box. And now the, I want to be clear. Press box spread. Always nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I got Bill no Mercer complaints. room. I got, I, got, I got no complaints about the Bill Mercer room. But... But yeah, no. But head, they don't have any corny dogs. I was just going to say, you need to head down into the concourse one time and uh, get you a... With the masses? Yeah. With the people? I love sitting with the people. Not this year. Well, that makes one of that <laughs> makes one of you. Cause huh. I, I never need, got to I do need, it in college. I need my ivory tower. I've ne- I never got to do it once in college, so it was fun to do it. I do I'm I'm trying to think of the last time I like sat in the stands for a high school game. Like and there's beer down there. I mean there's beer everywhere if you wanted there to be. I think that's frowned uh, upon in the press box. Frowned upon, but not illegal. Yeah, not illegal. You're not wrong. He's a lot Bin Laden. Um, <laughs> what else? Anything else? Uh, yeah. Uh, Jordan Glenn asked earlier, um, is this QPR's year? Of course it's QPR's year. Although, it's always QPR's although, year. Although, as you may have you may have heard the terrible news. Mm-hmm. The terrible news that our sweet, sweet Prince Barry as a got sold to Crystal Palace. You hate to see it. You do, because he's a star. Just makes me sad. So I think the overarching answer is no. It's not QPR's here. You leave me alone. <laughs> I did pay. I told. I told the story about Owen Max money, right? Uh, yes, the one hundred dollar bet. Yeah, I paid him a hundred bucks, but then he paid me back in whiskey, which was yeah, terrible, which you got to, drink. which I got to enjoy as well. So enjoy. Go well, QPR. So. Yeah, so you're a big fan. <laughs> big fan. Anyway, that's gonna do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DTTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com/slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks as always to Greg Way, Texas High School Football Hall of Famer, for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please go. Vince Young, please come get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Thank you.